Well, hello, Breakfast and Body Slams uh, guests who are chiming in already into our group. And uh, welcome to Thursday Night Slam. Uh, but let me know what, let me switch my uh, camera angle over real quick so you guys can see a good friend of mine that just happened to uh, get in on this uh, Gigabars, and that is Mr. Dylan Quinn, referee extraordinaire. Hello, I, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, as he said, my name is Dylan Quinn. I'm a professional wrestling referee and trainee at the Wild Samoan Training Center. Uh, I've known this man about two years now, actually probably longer. Uh, this man's like my wrestling dad, so I had to hop on here with him. Don't tell everyone that I'm trying to keep a good reputation here on the show. But uh, yeah, well, you see on the screen, the names are ass backwards. But we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, everybody is well aware that um, this weekend, July 24th, in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, that's right, the world famous. Uh, Hamburg Fieldhouse will bring you a night of professional wrestling action as the return to Outbreak Wrestling will have a live, hot, on fire, excited crowd that's going to attend as well. Before that, earlier in the day, everyone's going to be at the Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest. And uh, before I get into more details about that with the man who knows all the details, uh, I just got notes here, what, what, what I'm going off of. And that is the outbreak commissioner himself, Ryan Vox. Let's, let's bring him into the room. Ryan. Hello, hello. How are you? Good, good. Uh, but I seem a little naked here on on this broadcast right now. Something is missing. I can't put my finger on it. It must be. Uh, it, well, I'm. I got my beard growing in, and there's someone who has a longer beard than I do, and he's like my tag team partner extraordinaire on this podcast, and that is none other than Dennis Reaper. Reaper! Look at him. I have a very nice beard. Thank you very much for that. Oh, yes, it's not you... as long. It's just a little bit more colorful than gray and old and falling out, just saying. Oh, no doubt. Most you know, definitely. we'll have Stag on site all day at Hamburg. They can take care of that beard for you. Just whip nice. Well, you know, the thing is, is I have a barber, and if I get somebody else to touch it, it'll feel like I'm cheating on him, so I can't really do that. You know, it's it's the it's the rules right. of like living in the hood and stuff. You just don't cheat on your barber. Uh, we, no, we, we're fair. already getting we're already getting shout outs in the room. Mister Philip Stamford is uh hollering in. He's saying hi to Dylan and Dennis. What's up, oh, Phil? oh, Emmy at the end. Okay, thank you. Well, thank, well, well, thank you, well look, if you're going to introduce Phil, you got to do it right. It's the president <laughs> of professional wrestling, Phil Stamford. I'm yeah, just and, saying, and, if you're gonna do and, it, you gotta do it right. And, right. and, and like and like get I say, right. if he if he is the president of pro wrestling, 
I am the governor. That's right. G-O-V, the gov. Grumpy old vet. That's me. So, so yes, you you will hear me at shows yelling at people sometimes. So, uh, oh, yeah, and Doyle Day. Uh, Doyle Day, another good friend of ours. How you doing, brother? Yep. Fair the Reaper. Uh-huh. How you been, He's going to shout out the box. Look at that. Box got a fan, too. Look at. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, but uh, you know what? Let's jump into things. Kamish, Mister Vox. You know what? I don't know how many podcasts you've been on on already. I don't know oh. how many probably probably reached out to you and asked you your background of like uh, like question. How the hell did you get into business? In the wrestling business, um. Well, I was in music for well over a decade, and I felt that that chapter of my life was coming to an end. And I got in touch with someone who I'd written some theme music for, uh, Steve Carino. And he pointed me in the direction of the dungeon. And I wanted to be a manager, but to train to be a manager, you have to train as a wrestler. So... You know, two, three bumps later, I decided I was going to go ahead and change direction a little bit. And then, you know, that led us here. That led us here. <laughs> well, uh, it seems like you had a very interesting uh, career because uh, uh, you had multiple did, – didn't you have multiple tag team partners come, you know? I had all the tag team partners. All of them, all of them. Yeah, I did. I was in a whole bunch of different tag teams. Um, Motley, two most notable working class heroes. Yes, yes. Them, them uh, two are definitely the two I know the most. Right. Yeah, the two I got my most time in. And it was, um, well, technically, I started at AXW with the working class heroes. And then it morphed into Motley, two, And that's what led into me being such a uh, big part of Outbreak. Yeah, because it, it was kind of funny how the, how the situation uh, took place morphing from AXW into Outbreak because Outbreak was supposed to be the offspring of, of AXW, but apparently right. it overshadows what AXW done. But we also got to look back and say if it wasn't for AXW, there probably wouldn't be no outbreak at all. Right. Right, right. And I don't know if we've necessarily overshadowed what AXW has done. Um No, no, AXW's no, but 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 currently as as long running. Sure. Right, right. Right, but yeah, without AXW there wouldn't be an outbreak because that's where it all grew from. Um and who knows if one of the owners hadn't moved four states away. Maybe XW would still be going on, but uh, we were more than happy to carry on his outbreak and yeah, to we'll do it. Hopefully, uh, I got some wood here. Hopefully, come Saturday, we're going to beat that XW number. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know throughout time, time there, we got to beat that number. <laughs> yeah, don't remind me of Jerry the King Lawler. I remember. Uh huh. That was a heck of a night. Yeah. <laughs> Getting power driven in the middle of the ring by the king. That was a great moment for me. I wouldn't oh, change yeah. that for a world for the world. 
I enjoyed it. I missed that night, so I'm mad, okay? I'm mad. That <laughs> uh, was any, a lot of fun, any, man. Any, anytime Chiu gets dropped on his head, it's a good night. Well, it, exactly. it, it seems... It seems like quite common is like it seemed like the 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 name somehow had their way with me. Whether it be Sanjay Dutt using me as a a a, a post to kick off of to deliver a right. through DDT to Sean Silence, or is the Blue Meanie giving me a stink face in the Battle Royal up in uh, Schuylkill Haven, or Jerry Lawler power driving me in the middle of a Hamburg Fieldhouse, some some form or another. Uh, I just got my ass handed to me from from these names. Hey, you know these things happen. These things happen. Hey, did you know Snitsky's going to be hanging around Saturday? Who? Snitsky. He's going to be hanging oh, around. Snitsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's a whole list of guys. Uh, you know what? I I uh I invited Antonio in. He's not here. I was going to say he could have. Help us run down this legends list, but you know what? Since you know a lot of the info here, and you're the man, you know with the the book, you want to go through it with some of the stars we have coming there, in. There, there's so many of them. There really is: Cowboy Bob Orton, Rock and Robin, Larry Bisco, Todd Gordon, Old Scorpio, uh, the Nasty Boys, Jimmy Hart. Hold on, hold on. I got us right here, babe. I got us right here. The Godfather, Johnny Rods. I'm so excited to meet Johnny Rods. Dominic DiNucci is going to be there. Tony Correa is going to be there. The Brooklyn Brawler, Marty Gennetti. We got we got Doink. Doink's going to be there. Rhino, Samu, Sandman. Just uh, the the list goes on and on and on and on. There's going to be so many legends there. Um, unfortunately, Nick Patrick. Uh, there's some family issues going on, so he's not going to be able to make it. Prayers out to Jody. Um, but it's, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. I, I know, uh, Dennis, who do you have coming in on that, uh, on that legends fan fest? Well, originally, uh, like we announced, we had Tony Depp in the ROH TV heavyweight champion. But he had to back out for some other reasons undisclosed. Um, but luckily, because we have an awesome person running the show, Antonio with Ryan Vox and all them in Outbreak, he found me none other than the one of the original founding members of Evolution. And I'm going to say that. Are you going to push that? Yes, because it's the bad, most badass thing ever. Because it's Evolution. It really it's, is. Just that. Mark it really is. Like. The yeah. fact that I'm able to somehow pull that off, okay, is mind-boggling because... You don't see Devin Mark was, often. No, no, and that's what I was talking to Antonio about. Like, mm-hmm. I was really hoping to have these leg- uh, Legends of Hamburg, one-of-a-kind uh, limited-edition photos, but unfortunately that person can't come through with those photos now because um, I wanted to give something special and different than every- anything else. But to have that... You know, one, he doesn't, he's, you know, I guess he's just coming back into the business a little bit more and doing appearances. And if this is the first one he's done in years, I'm proud of that. Like, I will take that yeah. to the stars. Yeah. Um, but the num- the names and everybody that I've called that try to get in there as a last minute deal couldn't pull it off. But somehow Antonio just, you know, I-, I-, I don't know how he does what he does. Okay. And I told him that. He's a magician. 
I said to him, and he don't believe me, I said, I think this is well more put together and more fun to be a part of than it would be for Legends of uh, the Icon show. Because everybody that's at this event, all these legends, all these Hall of Famers, they're all so priced, fan-friendly. It's unbelievable. You know, between that and getting to go to a show for under $40 – which, if you do icons and right. the house hardcore show or the battle battleground or whatever it is, you're looking at spending like sixty to eighty dollars just for tickets for both events. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include autographs. Right. Here, you can go here literally with one hundred and fifty dollars and walk out with autographs from almost everybody there and see a wrestling show. On top of it, that's that 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 to me is way more fun. And I'm not trying to talk the show up. I'm just being dead serious. As a wrestling fan itself, <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Like. I already know who I'm getting my tables next to, and I'm I'm stoked because it's Maven. Like I got Maven next to me. Like, yeah, I want to talk. To Maven. I, I want to talk to Maven about what happened between him and Taker, and the you know the popcorn machine. Really, I want to know. I want some dirt. But yeah, I I was trying to pull some strings. I try to reach out to some AEW people. Um, but unfortunately, the one person can't make it, um, and she was coming from Washington area down in the D.C. Right. area. And, Fox, I know you know who that I'm talking about. Yeah, I talked um, to her. I talked to her. I wanted to bring her in. I was trying to bring in a couple couple of the females from AEW because they deserve to get some more shine, more sh- uh, spotlight on them um, right. all over. So, But unfortunately, none of them worked out because uh, of other bookings and obligations. So. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try real hard to get Boo Bear out to the next one. Yeah, so, uh, the first people I went to. <laughs> so, uh, Vox. Now, it's been a long year with COVID. It it affected you ain't kidding. All these wrestling promotions out there, uh, the fans are are itching. They're crazy. They got hives right now. They want to get in and and see live action in front of them. Uh, WWE and AEW, they've been opening up now with their big events now, so all the fans are piling in. Uh, one of the things I want to know, with this event being as big as it is, and with all the tickets being sold, uh, with, with what I want to know is what's going to be the, the procedure to deal with uh, mask wearing and stuff? Is there is there a protocol? You cut out a little bit after mask wearing and stuff. But um, right now, um, it's optional. If you would like to wear a mask, go ahead and wear a mask. No one's going to force you to. We will have some available at the door if you'd like. But, you know, right now it's, it's kind of open season. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're not vaccinated, you should probably wear a mask. Okay. Yeah, because me and, and, and my line of work, you know, it's it's hard because uh, we don't ask no one for their uh, cards, but we're going off the honor system. And we right. ask them the same thing. If you're vaccinated, right. that's not required. If not, please, please wear one. And and I'm sure I get people in there right. who lie, who say, oh, I'm vaccinated when or not, just so they don't have to wear a mask. So I'm like, I like, of course. I hope we don't have any shady fans like that. Yeah, our fans are pretty good. I'm sure they'll be all right. I'm sure they'll be all right. And, you know, when, when I watch 
AEW and WWE, a lot of, I'd say it's probably maybe like 40% of their fans are wearing masks. And that seems out the national average of how many people are unvaccinated right now. So, you know, maybe the honor system's working out all right. All right. Yeah, uh, I know since then, Outbreak been doing uh, like studio tapings like everyone else has been doing around the world. Uh, Close set. Dylan, you've been at to majority of them. I barely been to any because because one, I was always either busy work or doing other stuff. Or at the time when you were mainly doing it, the heat was so bad it affects my uh, my my diabetes, which I start getting dizzy. I start blacking out. Then I start seeing mm-hmm. spots. So I try not to go, but 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 whenever Jocelyn had the opportunity to go, I would let her go, and I would go do whatever you know, just so I didn't have to be in the heat. Because I I because me honestly, right? I cannot deal with that myself. So, but but I yeah, know and like there was a there was a few tapings that. There's a few tapings Jocelyn couldn't even be at because of where the state was and how many people were allowed to be in a gym because technically mm-hmm. where we were shooting is considered a gym. So it was very, very difficult, and kudos to every single person, especially Mark. Mark Mess was the savior of the whole project. Um, you know, and a lot of other people helped out getting it running. Dennis helped a lot in the beginning stages getting it running. Um, Tyler Ash has done a whole lot. Ian Bush has done a whole lot. It's it was crazy. And we all had to do a lot of things that we've never done before. And yeah, I, I know, yeah. I know a lot of it, people. It was don't weird realize. because you know it's like. All right, cool, cool. I'll finish my thought then. <laughs> you know, as, as wrestlers, we're all kind of like um, outlaw and renegade. You know, but we still had to conform to these particular policies to make sure that everyone was safe and to make sure that everyone was okay. So there was big lapses in tapings and sometimes we could only do two matches. Sometimes we could only do four matches, you know, so it took a while, but I'm really proud of the fact that we've come out with 34 episodes basically of YouTube television over the past year. And it all helped us run up into this Saturday at a live class. And it's yeah. we're take out every little bit of not having fans there, frustration out on that crowd that night. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't realize that uh, much credit has to go to Mark Mess for the hours All of he it. put in from morning to closing to the time he got home is ridiculous. Plus, not only helping Alfred, he helped other companies do the yeah, same thing right. as well. Yeah. And and I don't know how much appreciation they have for him, but yeah, you you are definitely right. Um, Mark Mess definitely yeah is like yeah. and you like, and you know like, who like else standard had a, a lot to do, like a lot to do with this whole taping phenomenon. There was companies that if it wasn't for um, my, my silent partner, the one that never wants any kudos and the one that never wants to do podcasts. If it wasn't for him making sure everything was done legally, a lot of these companies wouldn't have been able to do what they did. Yeah, no. I, I fully yeah. agree with you. I understand. I agree with you on that yeah. one, Vox. Like, your silent partner, which we all know of, you know, hats off to him. 
for making sure all that did go down the the proper right. the proper channels and stuff. You know, right? You know, and like you guys both said, like Mark Mess, like allowed a lot of companies to come in there and work. Like mm. hell, he was the man behind all the episode of DefCon in the very beginning. You know, and then yeah. I have you know I have guys working on it now out of Florida, and hopefully they have my other episodes done soon. Um, but no, Mark Mess is the, you know, not just Mark Mess, but Troy Mess as well. Like the yeah. dungeon, you know, without the dungeon, there was, there's, there was no outbreak tapings. There was no DEFCON tapings, you know, the Draven Blazes promotion. Hell, guys from Maryland, EWA, they came yeah. up the user school. Like without the right. dungeon, without Mark and Troy Mess to giving the green light, the use of facility, um, none of it would have been possible. So like, from my, from you know, from me personally, I thank Mark and Troy to death, you know, for allowing me to like run my promotion there while we were out with fan, no fans, you know. So and it was a blast watching you guys get started, Ryan. Like I enjoyed it, and it was stressful as shit in the very beginning. Yeah, I won't lie. Yeah, like I yelled at people, and I got yelled at for yelling at people. And I'm like, listen, we were told to tell them to move, and they said f y'all pretty much, and Mark told us to say what we had to say. And people took it the wrong way. Like, I didn't mean to be a dick, but I'm a dick. Like, I'm mad enough to admit it. Like, I apologize. But, like, when it came down to it, hey, when the people that own the property say, hey, you need to move your cars and you don't want to listen, someone's going to get mad eventually. But, you know, but yeah. no, it was fun watching Outbreak get started. And still fun to watch the episodes get done because you can see where the dungeon has come from to where it is now in production-wise. Like everything, right. I don't think fans understand how much went in behind the scenes in the very beginning. Like we had cameras on top of an office. We were hanging from the Raptors to put lighting up. Like, yeah, let me just tell you that ladder was scary to death because if I fell, it would have sucked. But you know, you you can see the transitions from the very beginning, Ryan, of what you guys, what we, what I helped, what I started with you guys, and what you guys have taken it to. Like it's unbelievable. Like you guys have literally have been nothing but given the fans product after product after product while there was no shows with fans to keep them intrigued and entertained for out with outbreak so without a doubt like i'm excited to see outbreak finally go live in front of fans and like i posted on facebook like tune in because finally on saturday outbreak wrestling is going live with fans in the in the crowd and i'm ecstatic for you guys like i've known you since you broke in yeah. You know, so I know how much this means to you. I know how much it means to your silent partner. I know how much it means to all the boys on your product. I know how much it means to Mark and Troy. So, like, to see you guys be able to get your fans back in there for Outbreak, dude, it's going to be goosebumps. Like, if I don't hear a welcome back, I'm going to be mad as hell. If I got to start it, I will start the welcome back chant. I'm just saying. I want Those fans, they deserve to hear, you guys deserve to hear welcome back and thank you. Yeah, for me yeah, personally, I, I, like, oh, my bad, Ryan. But uh, for me personally, Leah, I was pretty much at all the tapings and to see the growth that we went through as not just the company, but, you know, seeing different talents come in through those tapings. It's, it's going to be a new field come Saturday. Uh, and you ain't fans, kidding. The fans aren't ready for what's in store. Um, no. They're not. And like you said, Dennis, Mark is the man, you know, and I always say, give those people the flowers when we can give them to them so they, when they can smell them. And Mark, 
is a living legend. That man yes. puts stress on himself so many times. And, yeah. you know, he's putting out Outbreak. And to sit there and say we, we're at close to 40 episodes is crazy insane. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's right. it's awesome to see. And, you know, yeah. Like, you don't, you don't have, like, you don't have, like, Ryan and me have both been in the business long enough to understand that Gio's been in the business longer than all of us. The dedication. Hey, I know I'm old, but damn, you ain't got to put it out there like that. Bobby, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean, I, what I'm about to say, you're going to understand. The talent that put time aside, knowing, hey, look, you know, there is no fans, there's no payday, most likely, but we're going to go out and perform in front of a camera for the hell of it and have fun doing it. For 40 episodes means they are hungry. They are willing to make these drives. They are willing to bust their hump for nobody in the crowd, but for YouTube and for fans at home to watch. That's dedication 101. And that is something that is hard to find these days in wrestlers is dedication to a product, a promotion, a promoter, a company, to the fans, you know, Outbreak has some of the most dedicated wrestlers on their on their brand. Period. Like, and I'm not. And again, yes, I know almost everybody on this roster. But I'm saying, as a professional wrestler, they have the most dedicated roster, dedicated staff, dedicated yeah. backstage guys. You will see in professional wrestling to this damn day. And I will stand by. I will yeah. literally. I will put a thousand dollars on it. No one has more dedication than this roster and this company alone. And again, some people might be saying that I got paid. I'm not. I am being dead honest from the start to now to finally having fans. You see the dedication. You saw the dedication that the WWE guys did and the dedication that AEW guys did. Yes, they got paid to be there, but they could have sat at home and said, hey, because of COVID, I don't want to wrestle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. when those fans come back, you saw, like I I got goosebumps for eight from, from when AEW allowed fans for the very first time hearing fans. I got goosebumps for the very first live WWE show with fans. The pay-per-view, like, those moments are amazing. And finally, Outbreak and all those guys that have busted her ass for 40 episodes, you know, over 100 hours worth of, of, of wrestling and, and working drives are finally going to get paid off this upcoming Saturday at Outbreak. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, now, Absolutely. with that and being like, said, now with everyone throwing in the hype about Outbreak, which, you know, a lot of people are saying about the fan fest because just the names alone. But, but like I said, with the hype that Outbreak is bringing that we brought before for what we did in that legendary building, no other company, no other company has been able to reproduce excitement like outbreak has in, in in so many years that they've been for actually outbreak hasn't been there that long of many years. I'm going to say what, two, three years. They did. They, they were in three. Hamburg three. Yeah. And now they're coming back and, and, and the full, then with the fans that are coming in for the fan fest who never saw outbreak ever, we're going to have a new variety of fans coming in. That's going to want to come back and see more now Vox. Where can the fans see this outbreak footage of past of the tapings online? Well, for the tapings themselves, 
They are exclusive on YouTube at the moment. Just look up Outbreak Wrestling on YouTube. You'll see all the quarantine tapings, and then you'll see the chase to Alive at Last, four episodes long. You know, it's roughly about two hours all put together, and that just builds us up to what's going to happen on Saturday night. We also have some shows on IWTV. This one will be available on IWTV probably a week or two after the fact. But, yeah, right now you can try the place to look. Just look up the Outbreak Wrestling channel, click subscribe, get your notifications. You'll know whenever we post a new episode. You'll know whenever we post a new full show. It's definitely one of the easiest ways to watch the product. Yeah, they, they, everyone just got to like, share, comment, subscribe, get the word out there, spread the word about Outbreak Wrestling, invite your friends, invite your family members, hell, bring your worst enemy if you want, you know, just as long as they're having a good time, then you can kick their ass in the parking lot. Uh, right, it's a big parking lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you need tickets for the Outbreak Show, you can go to OutbreakWrestling.com, tickets are only $15 for general admission. Platinum seating is sold out. The Legend of Hamburg.com, uh, you can go to as well for, for the Fan Fest. Tickets there are only $15 as well. But the big treat is you can get the combo package. Now, the Platinum combo is all sold out, like I said. But for the Fan Fest and Outbreak together, you can save $10, pay only 20 bucks. For both events, and Legends of Hamburg is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then doors would open up at 5 for uh, Outbreak and 4 p.m. at 6 p.m. And, uh, and I know during the quarantine time, there was a lot of, uh, of rebranding as far as finding new talent. Uh and there was a lot of new town. I, I know you saw a lot there, personally, hands down. Uh, does somebody have anything on that I'm getting feedback from something? I just started hearing that, too. Yeah, like, like a TV it. show. I had something. nothing on. All right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Let's, you know what? Let's jump into that lineup, man. Box. What's going down that people are going to be able to, to see? I have I have the lineup in front of me, but I'm not going to release the beast. I'm going to leave that up to you. Oh, we, we got just a ton of fun matches, ton of fun matches. The A-listers will be involved. CEO's the manager. Tyler Ash is going to take on Airborne Alex Anthony. How cool is that? First time here in quite a while to see Airborne. That match for me, uh, personally, yeah. I'm looking forward to because uh, when I first started going to indie shows, Alex Anthony was the man uh, at WXW. So Same. And, Same. You know, uh, Tyler's yeah. up and coming, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Look, Tyler's I've known, here. Like, Tyler's I've not known, up and coming. Tyler is here. No. Tyler is here. Like Tyler's been here, and people have counted him out for a very long time, and it's finally people are starting to see that he is definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, and I've given Tyler's name out to a couple promotions on this show, um, but when it comes down to that match between him and Alec, I'm going to probably be like 
it's going to be a tooth and nail match the entire time. Which the fans are getting the money's yeah. worth just on that match alone. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, absolutely. Now, before I, before I walked away, I heard somebody mention this Tyler guy. Is he almost a superhero? No, 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 no. <laughs> You might notice that she is not a she is not Nikki Ash. She is Nikki Ash. I feel like that might have something to do with the A listers manager CEO. You may have stepped in and said, "Look, you can't step on my property. Ash is our copyright. You're going to have to break it up a little bit." So they, you know, WWE worked around it and they came up with their own thing. I'm proud of them. It's good. Sweet, sweet. Uh, and I'm, actually, I'm happy to see her win that title, too. Oh, yeah, that's going to be nice. But, yes, the CEO also has Adonis Valerio in action against Dirtbag Dan. That might be a sleeper match. You, you know, look, look out for Dirtbag Dan because he's coming. He's ready for the live crowds, and uh, that that's going to be a big one. Now, for the fans that don't know Dirtbag Dan, he is, uh, let's say, he's hardcore friendly. He loves that kind of uh, matches. A little bit. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And, uh, like, I was talking to him, I don't know, two, three days ago or something, and he just told me that he wanted to destroy something beautiful. So, you know, <laughs> this might be his chance to do that. I, I guess we're going to have to see how that all works out. Um, big three-way. Big three-way tag team match with Diamond City War Machine, the 1CW Tag Team Champions Art of War, and the new tag team of Matt Quay and Davey Bly. I am excited to see that tag team. I'm I'm kind of excited That's to see. Right I'm I'm kind of really excited to see Davey Bly because I have yet to like I seen him always at the Outbreak shows, but I never seen him work. But then I start seeing his stuff from when he uh. Over in New Jersey, doing his training yes. and stuff he was doing online, and 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 he looked like he bulked up too. Yep, so, a lot. so I'm 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 really excited to see him in action. Look, I saw Davy's very first match up close and personal. Yeah. Um. Even I if was there. Did, yeah, I know you guys were both in the ring. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was your manager and still somehow got pinned. I still don't understand how Richie thought I was arrested. I was involved in this match. I really don't. But the greatest part about that look, the, the match was great because you guys got to work Mark and Troy Mess. Um, which let's be real, they 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 you know they they showed you guys what veterans really are and and, and beat you guys because they said they'd take out the ring crew. Well. Somehow I convinced you two to do it. That was a really bad decision. I think that's why I got pinned. But the fact that was it you or was it Davey that was wrestling with a wrench in his pocket still? That was me. That was me. <laughs> what the fuck you doing doing with a wrench? Listen, listen. We're the, they're, the ring ring crew. Crew. they're the ring crew. So we had all the tools in our pocket still. And I had this when they, when they were like, we'll we even face the ring crew. I kind of was just like, get up and go. And we were taking tools out the pockets of them, and out of nowhere, we totally forgot another tool. We're like three minutes into this match, and Ryan, I'm like, Ryan, Ryan, stop. He goes, what? I'm like, have a wrench in your pocket. Now, if anybody doesn't oh. know, Richie, referee Richie, Ash, uh, he's blind. 
Not not really blind, but <laughs> yeah. you could you could literally give him like you could really cheat and he'd still miss that. He doesn't know even how to do that. Yeah. So like magically we left a wrench in someone's pocket. Um but we got it out of his pocket. But it was fu- it was hilarious. The the little kid that goes, I heard that when Mark Meth knocked me out of the <laughs> ring. Um which that hurt and somehow I still lost. I, I still don't get how I got pinned when I was just a manager. But it hey, happens. I was there it for it. I was proud of you guys. I was hell as proud. I mean, you know, I'm proud to see Davey getting back in the ring in Pennsylvania yeah. for the very first time since then. Um, so it's going to be nice to see that. Matt Quinn, dude, I don't have anything else besides that. That, that kid's going places. Without a doubt. Um, you ain't kidding. From, like, from the day he came to the school and worked out for, like, an hour, we were like, what the hell? Where were you hiding? Um, and he goes, I was hiding at Chikara. We're like, oh, all right. Well, we, well we're stealing you now. Um, and Mark yeah. Mess and Troy, somehow, you know, the kid decided to start keep training there and because he goes to school up that way. And from what I've seen, like, dude, like, the kid is, without a doubt, Someone people got to keep an eye on right now yeah. because if you don't and you miss your opportunity to book this kid on your products and on your shows and give him matches, you're screwed and you're stupid because Matt yeah. Quinn is without a doubt the rising star of 2000, end of 2021 and the rising star in the future of 2022. I'm calling it now. Yeah, they definitely unlocked the talent in Matt. He's he's phenomenal. He's he's gonna go very, yeah. very far. Yes. Very far. We've got uh other matches. The Bad Street Championship. I was just about to ask you about that shit there. What the hell is up with this? This ain't it supposed to be a six man or tag team match, and now the backs the, the, the champions are facing each other? What the hell? That we decided that the, the six-man idea was a little too chaotic. So with Tag Team Championship, and it was Radke and Trajan. And through the quarantine tapings, all sorts of crazy things happened between those two things. Yams was involved for, you know, three, four months there. It, it was just craziness, and they couldn't agree on anything. So we're going to put the Bad Street titles high above the arena, put a ladder in between them, and let them fight it out. And whichever one of them wins, they can choose their partner and continue on as the Bad Street Tag Team Champions. Okay, for a second, I thought the Bad Street title was going to become a singles title because you already got the the Intimidator title. Uh, Right. And then you got the Outbreak Championship itself. Right. And I – it's okay. So so as long as we're keeping the tag titles there because we don't have no – you know, I'm trying to figure this out. Like right now, I'm like – uh, maybe they'll kiss and make up at the end. I, I don't know, but uh, but at I would the end of the day, doubt that. But stranger things have happened at Outbreak. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, one thing I have not noticed is I don't see no women's match or women's championship that Outbreak has. Well, we don't we don't have a women's championship. Um. And, and the reason we don't currently have a women's championship is there is a company in our area that does women's wrestling very, very, very well. And um, 
I think all the the female talent in our area should definitely be working for them. And that would be rogue. You know, everyone should uh, definitely be going there if you're a female talent. But we have been dipping our toe more and more into it and finding more female athletes that can really go in the ring. So I wouldn't well, be surprised if we wouldn't see more females on the next show. I I would I think I would really enjoy that, especially like the girls, the little girls that come to the shows, they can go and look and inspire, be like, hey, look, there's someone I can right. look up to uh, and and I can get into business too, besides besides looking at people like uh like let's see here, like a a hairy ass JS Hawthorne, you know. <laughs> I like the guy. He's fucking great, though. He's great, but yo, he needs to shave his back while he's out there. I swear to God. Oh, again, I'll bring up our sponsor, Stag Barber. D- there you go. They- we'll hook it up. They could handle that. JS Hawthorne will be in action <laughs> against Andrew Canella. If you look back at the past four episodes of Outbreak Wrestling, the Chase. To Alive at Last, you'll see everything that's gone into this little feud. This is their third match together, and hopefully something will be decided by the end of that. They are both uh, very proud graduates of the Sanctuary. You know, Sanctuary puts out a fantastic product, and um, I'm glad to have both of them on our show. Yeah, you have a whole host of other matches. I don't want to. I don't want to go through all the matches, though. But then, because then we're just giving it away when people can just buy the tickets and come see them. But uh, the main event, the big the main one, event, the defending champion, a uh, man who been to Lucha Underground on what? Mm-hmm. What, what, what channel was that? Was that uh El Rey TV or whatever the network? El Rey, and, El Rey Network. Yeah, Cortez Castro, aka. Ricky Reyes, who been around the world with Ring of Honor, over been to Japan and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a stiff, strong style, heavy hitter, and indeed, and we see him going against the man who's the number one contender, Andy Hedder. But then there's a twist. There's a monkey wrench thrown into that. You want to fill us in, Ian Bush? Won a three-way match against Bristol Lion and J.S. Hawthorne to join that match and make it a three-way. And one of the reasons that we decided to make that a three-way match is because throughout all these 30-some episodes of Quarantine and Outbreak Wrestling, Cortez Castro has not defended his title once. Mm. So it's long overdue. He has been the outbreak champion for over 700 days. Ooh. Over 700 days. So when we return to the Hamburg Fieldhouse, he's going to have to take on Andy Hedder and Ian Bush. But that's um, I, I didn't keep that ruling exclusively for Cortez Castro. Because Yams the Working Man also hasn't defended that Intimidator Championship. The entire time that quarantine or outbreak wrestling, the chase to alive has happened. So he will also be in a three-way match against Kevin Mears and Dorian Black in a false count anywhere match. That's some, we're going to need security. 
We have security. There, 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 there better is, be your. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you have, if you have anything else to share with the fans before we conclude this little uh speakeasy that you guys got going on, because I I got water and diet tea. You and fucking Dennis are over there chugging away, which I I, I quit almost a year ago. So sorry, yeah, guys. I was gonna say you. Yeah, you choose not to drink, brother. That's your prerogative. Enjoy your tea. Enjoy uh, your water, man. I am. I am here on out. The designated driver. That's true. He is the DD. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. We all need one. I was gonna say he's the designated dumbass, but he he just did the, he just did the noise himself, so I don't have to now. Look, before Ryan, hey, before there's nothing Norbert, wrong. There's nothing wrong with not drinking, man. Nothing wrong before, with it. Before it's all over, there was a question at the very beginning of the uh, segment. Someone asked you this before we went live, so I'm gonna I'm gonna crack the egg open. Chris Verstein ah. goes. Uh, whenever a Q&A time comes up, I might as well get this out of the way. We've seen the post of the vesting gear. Vox, are you getting the band of the boys from Bastry back together? You, you can answer it or you don't have to. You can leave the, imagine, the, the, the imagination up to them. We're going to have some fun Saturday night. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. I have, I know. Look, we all know we don't give all the secrets away. We got to keep it somewhat a surprise. Like if we gave if we if we told you everything, if if Vox would tell you guys everything, you you know you would know. You know there might be hints that Vox has been wearing since the episode started tonight. You know, with a possible T-shirt. Yeah, you, know, you never and, know. And the, and the post, and now magically a, a chain. Thankfully, I'm not wrestling an outbreak <laughs> on Saturday because my forehead would somehow get hit. Uh, hey, things happen. Things happen. <laughs> People Saturday fall, night, right? July 24th at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. That's right. What he said, July 24th, Saturday at the Hamburg Fieldhouse, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest and... Uh, at five, but bell time is six. Outbreak Wrestling. You can get the combo legendsofhamburg.com for only $20. You save $10. So go like, share, comment on all their Facebook pages, uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever social media website you can find. Get it out there, whore it out. That's right. Be a cheap whore and plug, 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 plug. Saturday. July 24th. You don't want to miss it, fans. Box, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Maybe next time we can get your silent partner. I'm going to shoot right now. Fuck that. Jared Strunk, you need to get your ass on here and 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 uh, um, and um show your face. People appreciate the shit you do, but you, but you don't want to take credit. Oh, man. Stand the fuck up and take credit. He needs all the credit. Look, he does. Look, now, now when, J- when Jared decides to throw Chio out of the building on Saturday as soon as he gets there. We know why. Alright, come on, no. sound system. Let's go. Entrance, let's go. But no. After ring, but I wasn't going to say his name, but no. Jared, without you, there's a lot of stuff you, you know, wouldn't, things wouldn't happen without you. 
Um, so thank you for giving Hamburg and Reading wrestling that actually has, you know, passion and love for the business and giving fans stuff that they enjoy coming to see, you know, month to month and, you know, on outbreaks tapings. So don't stop. Just keep doing it. If you want to stay behind the scenes and never be seen on public, that's fine. But on Saturday, you best believe live on the internet, your ass is going to be on one of those podcasts. And there's a lot of us that are going to be there. You can't hide from us, from us all. Even if you're in the bathroom, we will pull uh, Mr. McMahon where, you know, we'll hit you over the head with a, you know, uh, uh, you know a hospital bed sheet. We're, we're just going to call this ass out. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, you could do that one. I'm not. I'm going to be nice about it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Box, once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, and uh, like, share, comment. I don't know what the hell is going over there on the other side of the room. Something's going off. <laughs> T-Raz, put that down. You'll get on the show next. Stop touching shit. <laughs> At least he's doing it behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you talk but about yeah. Guns. But coming up next, we're gonna have freestyle discussion. My man Dennis is gonna lead the charge. Uh, Dylan, you're gonna be here. T. Reyes, if he stops touching shit, he'll be over here too as well. I'm gonna step off, and we're gonna get our man, the better brother. The St. Bernard Mikey in here. That's right. He got some choice words. That's right. For those other guys who like the, the other brothers that like to talk trash on on, on Mikey here. Uh, his brothers, uh, cha- Chapstick Chuck E. Cheese and Pat the Knob Gobbler. They want to go and say that they're the A-show, especially Chucky wants to say they're the A-show. That's right. We are the prime show. We don't set the bar. We are the bar. Chucky, Chucky, listen. If you think you're the A-show, here you go for your A-show shit. Okay? You can sit on that and rotate. Because here's the thing. Y'all don't get that many views, buddy. Your show gets viewed afterwards. Our show has more views live when it's on the air. We We don't make people fall asleep. Yeah, so so right now, Chucky Boy, if you're listening in, your brother, your brother Mikey gonna come in. He's gonna tell you how it is, pal. Team Hill right here, kicking in. Full effect. You better believe. But uh, once oh, again, yeah. Vox, thank you for coming on. Uh, we hope to see everyone there this Saturday in Hamburg. And for anyone who don't know about Outbreak, we're actually going to uh, show you this clip, and then we're going to come back with the rest of the crew. Thank you.
that was awesome. It oh was. man, we got missing. Chio disappeared. Oh man. Uh, so yeah. Chio is actually going to be off. Uh, it's going to be. Oh, there, me. there's the better brother. <laughs> there's Mikey. Oh! <laughs> Missy, he did his hair too. He has a nicely parted. It's kind of like a butt cheek a little bit, like right here and right drink. here. Get my drink down there next to you. We don't. You go get your own drink, Chio. Here's your headset. Dennis is leading the charge. You guys yes, are up for that. I don't know how they decided to put me in charge. That's just asking for uh, trouble. Real quick, you know. Dennis, before we kick off, you know, the freestyle, I actually want to plug Sanctuary on Sunday. Uh, Ace Austin will be there facing his real life brother, Skylar Kincaid. Uh, and not only that, you know, um, JS Hawthorne, who will be at Outbreak, will be there on Sunday as well. It's going to be a very big event in Hazleton, PA. Uh, look it up on Sanctuary. Uh, I think the Facebook page is just the Sanctuary. Uh, and, yeah, if you could check it out, be there. If not, it should be streaming live on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, tune in. All right. Well, just about that. I hope Ace Austin kicks Skylar Kincaid's ass. You know, oh, I he think you will. My, he, he was my tag partner for a little bit in the Outbreak world, but, you know. You know, I don't know. That that didn't have, that didn't last long. So, Mikey, how you doing, buddy? Can't hear you, Mikey. No, no sound from you. Nope, nope. Look on your screen. See if the word where on the screen for a stream uh, streamyard if it has microphone muted. Nope. Now it's muted. Now, nope. Still can't hear you. Um, go into the camera and mic setting on the actual thing. Click on that. Okay. I'm going to walk you through it here. And then in there, you'll see where it says audio and you have to actually click on it. It'll say default or input, uh, internal microphones, things like that. That might, no, you might as well just unplug it. It might work without it. I don't know. Oh, never mind. Uh, maybe. What is this? Uh, Mikey, talk again. We might get, He might be. He's working on his audio. We have some technical issues on the Mikey's input. He's starting to lose a little bit of the, having the best brother on the show. Um. <laughs> um. But by the way, Pat. His brother, you know, Mr. Gobbler Incorporated, is dying over here on the chats because of what we were saying about, you know, his other brother, Chucky. Well, Pat, sorry, Chucky started this war. Uh, you can't have Chucky talk a smack with two of the best smack talkers on the show. Because um, uh, I don't have a filter. I have this thing called word vomit, and word vomit happened. Um, but it's all loving. It's all fair and love. You know, games here between all of them. I love all the Denver sports guys. Um, but we're, let's get, we're just going to dive right into this shit here, okay? So before I bring up anything about what uh, AEW just had happen, um, I don't know, Matt, uh, Dylan, and T, if you guys saw that apparently Triple H, uh, William Regal, and Shawn Michaels announced that the NXT UK title match between Walter and Dragon, all Dragon or, off. I, yes, 
that match is actually now going to is now officially taking place August twenty second at NXT Takeover thirty six, as it should. So, what are your thoughts on that big announcement on their end, just randomly? Because no one knows why Walter couldn't wrestle. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was an injury, if it was work, if it was, you know, he just he wasn't available to. But now that it's being put onto a big pay per view card, you know, anything takeover is a big event. So what? What are your thoughts on it, and what are you guys thinking is the outcome? I agree. No disrespect to the NXT UK fans or anything like that, but the people that generate, you know, the viewership, they haven't seen really Walter mix it up unless it's for that title. I personally, me personally, I I don't tune into NXT UK unless Katie. Katie Lee Ray has a match or Walter has a match. Because after you took Pete Dunn out the equation and all I have is Tyler Bates, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do I got? And and not to say they don't have talent. They have plenty of talent, but the talent don't grasp me. That's the one thing that you have to understand. I look at it at two different perspectives, as a worker and as yep. a fan. First yes. and foremost, I'm looking at you as a fan. What do you have to keep me in tune to you? Walter has everything. Because as soon as you come up, you're like, ooh. And then once that chop brigade and everything comes off and you're like, oh, hell no. That's what that's me as a wrestler. Like, nah, son. <coughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. I no. value my life. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, Walter scares the shit out of me, okay? And there's not many people in this business that scare the shit out of me. Like, TV-wise and indie-wise, like, Mark Mark Mess and them scares the shit out of me because you know that he, if, if they put you in the turnbuckle and that, that arm starts to raise, I've been it's going to hurt. I've like, been there. Like, been yeah. There. So, like, when I first watched NXT UK and Walter came out, this was me, literally. Like, I was like, Bro, when he hit Jack Star and his whole hand and <laughs> everything was there, I'm like, "Oh, thank God, I'm not doing this shit no more." Look, it, really, it wasn't that moment. It was the moment to when they showed the slow mo and you saw like the body like just oh, yes. embraced on the chop, like the body's like coming, like his skin's overlapping the hand. And I was like, uh, "Yeah, but I died." Died. I would have just no, fell and no, said, "Just no. pin me." I don't care. I know for me personally, uh, that match I'm actually very looking forward to because uh, not only is it in front of a crowd, it'll be like Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler Bate again. Like not yes. many people, not like many, and I'm not saying people aren't in in, in tune, but there's going to be some fans in that crowd that have never seen Walter in person, and they're going to yeah. be like, "Wow!" And uh, Dragonoff, I've seen uh, like. Since he started in WXW Germany, uh, and as well as Walter, so uh, seeing these two yeah. men on American soil facing off is going to be uh, interesting. And uh, yes. I, for oh. me personally, uh, like I said, Walter is going to be uh, impressive to a lot of people. That like, man is I, a towering man. So, like, I don't know what the card is yet for Takeover besides this match, but whatever NXT US has. Good luck. Like, I'm sorry. Good luck. This yeah. Is two, this is two big guys. This is This is like a Keith Lee versus a Brock Lesnar, or like 
a taker versus and those matches are awesome. Like, like this is two big dudes or like Big Show versus Mark Henry. This is what you got, but these guys can move. They have the speed, the agility. They're monsters. When they hit, it's going to hurt. The fans are going to feel it. Like, I'm excited, and I just found this out. Like, holy shit, kind of excited. I just want to see it happen now. Like, but we got to wait till August 22nd. That's the shit end part of it. But that I, just makes me excited to wait. I saw the first one, and the first one was fucking off the chains. Uh, I saw the first one, and you know, Eli Dragunov is a small but muscular type dude. Yeah. And, and he has this, like, I'm coming at, he has a, like a Benoit complex when he's wrestling. He's like yeah. straight at you, nonstop. You have no say, you know. And Walter is methodical. He knows, he picks you apart. But when he does, it hurts so much. It hurts. So, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about watching. I'm talking me as I've been in this motherfucking profession. Everything he does fucking hurts. <laughs> Yo, it really does. Yeah, like I said personally, like, uh, I've been in tune with the UK scene way before it was even with uh, WWE. Like, yep. uh, progress, uh, everything. So, like, when uh, Walter was first, like, starting popping off, I was like, yeah, I knew about this man. And then now people see why. Like, he's just – he's got a certain presence to him that not many people have, and it's it's cool to see. Like, it's Look, I got, turned the, I got turned on the UK scene when I got the ref, the king of trios, one of the very last times they were in Allentown, and I met, you know, Pete Dunn and, and his guys. And that was the first time I have got to see, like, legit UK wrestling in person – and they went up against, um, at the time there was the Bullet Club, you had the Young Bucks and AJ Styles. And I was mind-boggled by the amount of talent. Like, I already expected that for the Young Bucks and AJ Styles. I'll be real. I've seen AJ and them wrestle many times when I lived in Orlando. But I never heard of these guys mm-hmm. from the UK. I was like, huh, they just like normal guys here. And then they wrestled. And from start to finish, from entrance to the way they walked away, they made me enjoy it. I want to hear what Mikey has to say about his brothers. We'll get to that, Chio. Calm down. That's when we got to end the show. He can talk his smack then. Not now. This is the Dennis Reaper style, freestyle. You wanted to be off camera. So, um, but no, that was the first I time. I still that- have a <laughs> my mic. Can, we, can, we, can someone just cut his microphone already in the back? Like, do what they did to CM Punk. Um, but no, that was the first time I seen Pete Dunne and them. And I've been a fan of Pete Dunne and them since then. So, like, that was when I got used to UK stuff. Now I'm excited to see these guys because I've seen Walter on the TVs and the YouTubes and all that stuff. I watch their stuff. I'm intrigued by how he performs, how he presides, how he gets himself over as big as he is. It's hard in this business for a big guy, whether they're tall or heavy set to get over in this wrestling business. It always will, because everybody makes funny. Oh, you're just a fat guy. Just You don't have to do anything. That's not the point. The point is, we're, they're a big guy. Change the perspective of what they can do. And that's what I love about Walter. He changes the views and the mindset to how people look at bigger guys, whether they're tall or big. It's like Keith Lee, he's a big man. Not height-wise, but body size. And he's changed their perspective for heavy sets because he can go. 
You know, Kevin Owens started that to where he can go for a bigger man, you know, and everybody always thought, oh, you're a heavy set guy. Like they look at everybody like, oh, you can't do anything. And then Kevin Owens does what he does. You're like, holy shit. And then, you know, Keith Lee steps up and does even more, you know, now you have Walter that does even more. It's a, it's beautiful. It's, uh... it's, it's, it's amazing. You see, uh, Walter and you look at him, he like, Oh, he's skinny fat for his size. Right. This and that. You look at him with his crew cut and whatnot, and you're like, who is he? And then he gets in that ring, and it's like, oh, I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) His demeanor is presence. It's presence. You said Brock Lesnar. That's the name you said. When he comes into the ring, Brock, he demands presence. That There's no if, no ands, no buts. You're going to see that big dude, and he's doing a little shuffle. And you're like, oh shit! And then he does his four four foot box jump onto the ring, and you're like, well, shit, <laughs> you know, presence. He has that. Walter comes out, nothing fancy. All he does is puts his hand behind his back, parade dress in a dark silhouette. That is scary. That's Undertaker scary, you know, because yeah. he's already tall, and you know, and you have this classical music coming in, and you're like. Ooh, okay. Same thing with uh, uh, Mako's, uh, the new ladies champ. Mako, she comes out. She has a present. Like, y- you don't have to know where she came from. She's coming out that fucking turn, going mm-hmm. to the ring, and you know she's about to whoop your ass because she has that presence. Presence. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair has that presence. She, to some people, is the greatest of all time. Some people, she's a good wrestler. But when she comes out that curtain, she demands presence attention. Yes, yes she and, does. And that's what Walter has. That's what Brock has. That's what she has. And that's what I, I wish every wrestler could understand. It's not only just the holes and moves. It's how you carry yourself, how you bring yourself into that ring, how you show and perceive yourself to that audience. And them people, it's Walter, I'm telling you, if I was Jackson or anybody else and that thing came on and I would have been talking to myself like, how the hell did I agree to this fucking book? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's the truth, though. Listen, there is times where I went to a show and I wasn't booked in a match yet. And then the promoter would be like, hey, I have a guy for you, but he's a big dude. I'm like, screw it. Let's do it. I'm not going to be scared. And then I would be the first guy out to the ring without seeing who my guy, my opponent is. And then my opponent would come and I'd be like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I, I'm an idiot. Like, this, this was a stupid decision. Like, the very first time I agreed to wrestle Mark Mess, I thought it was a wise decision. It was not a wise decision. I, I remember I gave him... <laughs> Like I wrestled him when um, at the dungeon, um, and it was me versus Mark Mess. I was as uh, the the people didn't even know who I was, so they called me the Unknown. Uh, It's on YouTube. Dennis Reaper, Mark Mess versus the Unknown. I wore a white a white tank top, jeans. I had yellowish blonde spiky hair. All I remember is I went to give him shots to the gut, and he just ate them. So that I went off the ropes to give him clotheslines, nothing. I go for a third one, but I come off the ropes for the third time. He throws a line, I duck it, 
I'm thinking I have the advantage. So I go off for a crossbody. He chops me in midair. I died. Like, just yeah. you just see my body accordion in midair to the ground. And then Marcus King Kong, um, his manager at the time, decided to tell him to splash me, which literally took all the air out of my system. And I couldn't breathe because he's a big dude. Um, and I died uh, again for the second time in less than 30 seconds. That's natural when you face a Mark Mess. <laughs> yeah, so it really is. And again, I love Mark Mess. I've gotten my ass beat by Mark Mess on me multiple and you both occasions. <laughs> Um, but what was worse about it is the his manager after the match was done told him to do it again and again. I got splashed three times and chopped in midair. After the match, all I heard was Steve Carino yell, "Can someone call nine one one? I think Reaper is actually dead." I didn't move. I laid there. I couldn't feel my legs. Like, why? Why would I agree to be an idiot? You know why? Because it was fun. I learned a lesson. Don't jump up in the air with a guy that can chop you out of the midair. That was a very valuable lesson learned that day. Um, but, uh, but no, but no, that's what Walter. That's what Walter is. Walter is that guy, one hundred percent. That that gives you the oh, the he 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 fucked. See, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know who he pissed off in the back. But this man fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but it just shows, like, too, like, uh, I know Walter's been working since he was 16. And a lot yeah. of the UK guys have been started since they were young. And just to see their growth. And uh, it also shows, too, the growth of professional wrestling as a whole. Uh, when you guys, when you got guys like Walter who can move around, I mean, he doesn't flip as much as, like, a Keith Lee or a Dinovin Dijak. But it just shows, like, we're in a different time period of wrestling. We're we're living a great time of wrestling, and uh, yes, like we're like we're seeing different things that we haven't seen before. Like it's it's an interesting time. And uh, quick segue to that. great time of wrestling. Like so much of a good time that we have so many companies, right? Everybody around the world, the internet wrestling community got together yesterday. Yesterday. And had a trial of Faye Jackson online. I was there because I listened to the whole thing. And it was amazing, amazing that over a thousand fans tuned in to about 20 wrestlers with a cheesy, cheesy line because Big E won the championship. I mean, won money in the bank. And Faye was supposed to supposedly send nudes and send a pallet of nudes instead the real nudes on the Facebook and we held her accountable, held her accountable. <laughs> and well, listen, 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 I saw her post. Okay. <laughs> and I was rolling. I'm like, listen, I've not, I've met her multiple times. She is a river. So I could only imagine what she was going to post. My girlfriend gets home and I go, babe, I got to read you. I got to read you this post on Twitter. I've read it to her. I was like, so I I had to go to Twitter and look. And she goes, you went and looked for a girl's nudes? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she wasn't posting actual nudes. Trust me, babe. So then I show her what she posted. And my girlfriend's response was, huh, I kind of want to get that palette of makeup now. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, that. Now I got to go buy her this makeup because, oh, let's be real, I'll buy my girlfriend makeup if she asks for it. My daughter, because she'll use it on my daughter. So... But the fact that that's how she 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 rickrolled the internet. I'm gonna call it that. She rickrolled 
the entire Twitter world because everybody thought she was going to actually post a nude on the internet and was like, screw yous, gotcha. I went along with the kayfabe and was angry, like, yeah, why are you doing this? Because they don't know me from a hole in the wall. They, they think I'm a fan. I'm like, all right, cool. I keep doing this for a while until I get figured out. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I just went with it. And then I went to the trial. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Even D'Lo Brown came on and said, besides the end bombs getting dropped, this is just a beautiful thing. You know, like, how many people you going to get into a chat room that follow wrestling to have seven people crack jokes about some bullshit about a nude. Yes. It's unbelievable. She pulled the, like, I'm going to call it the Rick rolled. She (laughs) Rick rolled Twitter. And it was great because everybody's talking about it. We're still talking about it almost a week later. Biggie, Biggie, uh, he he said that she owes you recompenses. He put this today. The trial was yesterday. The trial was yesterday. He says, even though Faye won, I have the final verdict, and she owes you repercussions. And, and there's some <laughs> more to it, <laughs> you know. But Look, it, 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 it brings to where the wrestling business is at. Like we have AEW, we have WWE, we have New Japan, who's coming on shore to our land. Well, it's just a blessing to other workers who are that hardcore. Like, because to go to New Japan, you better be with your shit, or not. Yes. You're not getting in. I don't give a damn who you is. Um, you have uh, New Japan. You got Ring of Honor. You got Impact. Boy, I will give my left testicle to be broken in right now than back in my day, because I have a better chance of making it today than I do my yesterday. And and that's fair. And, and, and whether it be a wrestler, a ref, Malcolm Bibbins, who is a wrestler, worker, whatever, he comes in as a manager. Audrey, she comes in as a ref, but she also did uh, wrestling as well. But she primarily stick to wrestling. Uh, Jessica Carter, same thing. You know, so many opportunities. If you can get in as a worker, you can get your feet in. Yep. You Look, know. speaking about AEW, speaking about AEW, okay, I, I, we're going to dive into this one. We got to, but I agree with you. AEW has done a lot of great work with, with, with these- bringing people and swapping them into different roles, and it's paid off great. But the big rumor, now, no one knows if it's true. I, I can't believe everything you see on the internet. You really can't. I can't. I will believe it when I see it. The big news is apparently... Daniel Bryan has signed with AEW for a contract. On top of that news, apparently they're in the talks with CM Punk. So, do I believe they signed Daniel Bryan? Yes. I don't. Debut Queens, New York. I don't. I don't. I, 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 do I want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again? Absolutely. Would I love to see him wrestle for AEW in a heartbeat? But I don't remember seeing that he was released. He worked to his uh, last job date was his final day, just like uh, uh, Dean okay. Ambrose, so John Moxley. He, he fulfilled his contract. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's why he's okay. I didn't know he fulfilled his contract. I saw he. Yeah. I thought he still had another year to go. No, that's okay. SmackDown was his last match. So then I could see him. I I could honestly see him showing up at AEW. But do I believe again? And this is here's my thing. AEW has been so good at keeping under wrap on who they have coming on their product. No one thought about. No one knew it. No one. Nick Gage just boom pops up. Which I'm happy big, about. Big Show. Did anybody know about that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Henry. I wasn't here yet. On um, that, I did not know. That was a shock to me. Did we all know that Christian was probably going to show up? No, but there was a list of names that went out there that could have possibly been. He wasn't on the top of that list, but he's there. He is now fulfilled that he's worked for every major company in, the, in, in professional wrestling. You know, that's something he's done. No one else has done that in the business so far. You know, but do I think – do I think Tony Khan could pull Daniel Bryan and CM Punk? Absolutely. Yeah. He has the money. But CM Punk has made it pretty clear he doesn't care about the money no more. He it, just it, wants – if he wrestles, it has to be for the right reasons. So Basically what Bryan said was he he wants easier dates. Because, you know, with, well, WWE, yeah. with WWE, it's straight you, – you're going to go gun hole for like ever. With uh, AEW, as you see what they're doing – they take, let's say, set talent. You put them on dynamite, right? Unless they're your big impact talents like Darby or Sting or whatever, they take the next dynamite off or whatever, and they mm-hmm. do the dark. Plus, they could do other promotions as long as it doesn't bother AEW schedule. That's what makes it best. Brian doesn't want to work big schedules, so. Imagine working a company that could all you do is Wednesdays or Fridays and maybe a pay-per-view here or there and a house show here or there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. golden. And what Punk, you said, with the right frame of mind. Kenny Omega is the right frame of mind. You know what I mean? That's a big name that he nobody ever seen, Punk versus Omega. Plus, Khan could give him the money and the time that he's allotted if ask. Oh, absolutely. But I honestly, I just don't. As much as I would love CM Punk to come back, it's five years too later. Too late now, in my it's opinion. Too late. It's never too late, but it's not. They need to make it worth your time. Is what you mean? Yes. Like it's five years ago. I will. I was all for AEW. With I was not AEW, but I was five years ago. I was all for CM Punk coming back. But now it's five years later, and I'm kind of like, can they get me excited for it? Most likely. They... I'm a wrestling fan. When CM it comes down, I'm a wrestling fan. Me personally, I think if CM Punk is to have been signed or is signing, the only opportune time for him to come out will be all out in front of that Chicago crowd. And the reason why I say that is it's his hometown. And, uh, you know, and not only that, like, hopefully, maybe they could play cult of personality, the lights go out, or even, uh, you know, whatever, whatever song. Just since he can use that song at anywhere he goes, since he's friends with the goddamn band. Exactly. They can use it anywhere he wants. Oh, there's so, Mikey. He's back. Where'd you go, Mikey? <laughs> yeah, it's having audio problems. Ah, it's normal. It's a, it's a, it's a Bernard problem. 
Now, <laughs> with the Daniel Bryan situation, I think he probably did sign. Uh, but I've I've seen recently that there's a report that he also wants to work with New Japan again. So, and let's be real. Look, if anything we've learned in AEW since they've been around is they work with everybody. They're not shy about working with any promotion at all. AEW guys, the big hedgehoggers, have all made it pretty clear they have no problems working with WWE. It's just WWE does not want to work with with AEW. Well, not all WWE guys. Not all WWE guys. We know damn well if Triple H had, was, had to say, he would absolutely yeah. be, let's go. He would have invaded Daly's place real fast. I'm telling let's, you. Let's go bring the money together and let's, would, fu- let's mess shit up. He like, would have invaded Daly's place because everybody knows Daly's place is their place. So yeah. they, they can have that show there anytime. And he would have invaded their hometown. Yes, 100%. And, no. and again, I'm not knocking WWE. I'm not knocking Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is a millionaire because he has turned wrestling from what it was in WWE to where it is now. It is a mainstream professional wrestling company. Absolutely. I will never call, I, I will never call it entertainment. Yes, it's entertainment, but it's professional fucking wrestling. He's, I will he's never call it <laughs> He's basically, if Vincent senior is the godfather he is basically the no if business senior is is the grandfather he's basically the godfather of the whole business because without vince jr none of us would be here no because if he would God, never, no, never that's thought true about WrestleMania, i would have never thought about wrestling if, if now i never saw wwe like I saw it in person. and oh, that's the stuff we've been watching there. since we were kids. Well, y'all started watching this when y'all were kids. I was, well, I was still. <laughs> I was technically a kid, but I was over. I was like a teenager when I I really got really wrapped up into it. Um, but, but, but yeah, but yeah, I was no, like six, true. seven years old when I started watching. If Vince would never that took that gamble with his dad, we mm-hmm. would not be here. None of us would be here because he and took that's that. What's so gr- and that's what's so great about wrestling, like. As you see on the bottom of the screen, it's talk about Legends of Hamburg Fun Fan Fest, and I'm going to keep plugging this all damn night, but that's literally Ryan Vox's wife. I believe it was her grandfather, She uh, or one of her family members used to take pictures when WWE would wrestle in Reading at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. He has photos of, of Vince Sr. and Jr. of when they would film at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. Like, I mean, legit photos. Print it out. This is not no copy or fake. This is legit right. camera and pictures off of film rolls. So like from like I when I when I say where they came from before to now, I'm talking about that venue right there. One of those venues. You know, you have wrestling it never wrestled in like these big arenas back then. They were wrestling in little skating rinks and little like small bars and and small little arenas like that could barely hold two thousand people. So like, right. it's it's a it's great to see it. Like again, people like I I hate the internet. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. When people are bashing WWE and bashing AEW and bashing Impact, well then why are you watching it? You know why you're watching it? Because it got your attention for something. You yeah see exactly. They got you somehow. Good it is. So they got you. They got you no matter what you think. 
even if you tune in for five minutes, they got you to view it for five minutes. Their ratings go up because you tune in for five minutes. You can shit, yeah. you can bash them all you want, but if you think back from when wrestling was where it was to now, it's amazing. It's a it's 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 beautiful. Bro, like I love wrestling. Day every day, there's a show on TV. Yes, there that? really is. Yeah, yeah. every day of the week. Look, Monday you have Raw. Yeah. Tuesday you have NXT. Wednesday you have um. AEW, Impact, Thursday and Impact, Impact. and Friday and Friday you have SmackDown, SmackDown. and you have um, Saturday MLW, MLW, and then AEW starts their renegade their their new show soon, or did they start that already? Yeah, yes, August, I think eighteen somewhere somewhere in August. but you see what I'm saying? Like you have wrestling every day, and even if it wasn't on TV every day, you could have it every day. No, no, no. You want wrestling every day? Then you down you go and purchase IWTV and you can watch internet wrestling every day, twenty-four hours a day. That is not a cheap plug. They did not tell me to say it. I'm just going to. Because you can watch internet <laughs> independent professional wrestling all goddamn day. You can watch stuff from the US, you can watch stuff from Korea, you can watch stuff from Japan, you can watch stuff yeah, from I was the gonna UK. say from all over. Oh my God, you literally all over the world, right there. Literally, Japan's working on your hand with US TV, like dog. Like, I, that's why I said it is so awesome for the kids to break in now because you know how hard it was for me to break in. Like, all I had was WWE, WCW, New Japan. That's it. I had look, all I had was ECW, but ECW is folding. I was gonna say, well, I had ECW because I lived out Kachahaka, so I wasn't far from Philly. But that that's the thing. Like wrestling it's all over. It you don't have to, you, you don't miss wrestling. No. And the fact that AEW is so no. awesome. They give indie talents dark matches on live TV. There you go, Chio. Thank you. They give Nice. They give dark matches on live TV to yes. good workers that des- you know deserve a shine. L- look at Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta went in as a dark, and he's doing dynamite after dynamite. And I, I know Wheeler Yuta is a good worker because I've been watching him. I'm like, thank you. They give platforms for people that deserve it. Uh, one one guy that that struck out before he got his contract was uh Ricky Starks. I, I was first saw Ricky Starks on NWA Power. I'm like, this kid got something. Then he went to uh, AEW. I'm like, watch. And where's he now? I'm just saying they do they do things right. It may not be the things that most people like, but they give shine to kids who are trying to get their shine. All right. Me personally too. It's like it's uh it's crazy to see like even in the the growth of independent wrestling. You have uh. Do you hear me? I think Dennis is on mute. Yeah, sorry, I had you guys on mute. I was talking. Oh. Uh, but anyway, I was so checking on my girlfriend because she's sick. What I was saying was uh, the growth of independent wrestling. Like, even during a pandemic, you had Game Changer Wrestling, which, in my opinion, has been the uh, stomping stone for uh, the, the company to uh, not only showcase different talents, but a lot of the guys on TV now came from GCW during the pandemic. Like, 
you know, it's crazy to see. So, are we still on mute? Are we good? No, sorry, sorry. I, I, I was on mute because I was talking. I don't, I'm not going to like, because we were talking about some important stuff. Um, unfortunately, my girlfriend's coming down with a little silence cold. So, I just want to make sure she's good and if she needs anything and things like that. So, um, and she just said, uh, oh, is there any, uh, no more. so any matches that we want to talk about that happened on Monday or Wednesday, or do we want to get to what oh, I know? Oh, no, no, we'll no, say that for last. We'll say that. We're, for... <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about Monday because I'm extremely pissed off about Monday. So Mikey, you're in our chat, you know, and we were all talking about this whole who, you know, Bobby Lashley open challenge thing. I was right, ecstatic. right. I was ecstatic that it was Keith Lee. Okay, finally, right. Mister Limitless is back. I, I'm not mad that he lost in any way, shape, or form. That's not the match that I'm pissed about. I'm pissed about that the NXT champion is beaten in two guys. Bro, yeah. you and me both. You and me both. You, you. Know uh, me I, I didn't get that. You know, I uh, thought he was gonna route him like he did Champa in NXT, but well, that did not that happen. I thought he was get route. I thought Hardy was gonna get routed, and then everybody be like, "Oh, who is this new cat?" And then no, it's feet on ropes. One, two, three. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so here's what everybody's saying, okay? Because I'm paying attention to all the internet now. Like I literally, since oh boy, it's really blown up. I literally, I literally like look everywhere. Internet went ape shit that he lost in two minutes. So a lot of people are thinking it's a it's Vince McMahon taking a shot at NXT, saying we can give two shits about you. Um, the other thing people are saying it's the Vince McMahon giving going. Guess what? I'm gonna have you come up here. I'm gonna have you lose to Jeff Hardy in two minutes, and I'm gonna see how you handle it. Which I could believe that that's taking someone from a different promotion and coming up. That's, I could see that, though, especially the. Does next, or I could the, see that, or it's the hey, guess what? I don't give a shit. You're, you know, it's the you, you, you're, you're carrying. No one cares. You're on WWE Raw. You're not NXT no more. You're starting from scratch up here. Hey, uh, gentlemen, you know, can I uh, jump jump in on this real quick here? Because I have my thoughts about this. Uh, Here's what I, I know you can't see me, but here's what I'm I'm seeing though. Okay, let's think about this very very carefully. Cross comes in, he loses to Hardy with the feet on the ropes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then back to NXT. Now he has this problems things with Joe. Joe can't work. Okay, so now <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Joe goes. Karrion basically says, oh, he beat everyone in NXT. No one can touch him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Joe is not permitted to, you know, go after Karrion because Regal told him, Joe, what are you doing? When you were in here, Karrion put his hands on the referee, the official Samoa Joe, not Joe who's supposed to be doing his other job. Uh, So... I'm thinking they're going to bring Jeff Hardy to NXT on behalf of Joe since he beat him on Monday night. 
and go after Cross. I don't think so at all. You don't see that happening. No, no. I Why? honestly think I think honestly you're going to get Samoa Joe versus Karrion Be- Cross because because when you stop and look at it, okay, if they're if there's if they still originally signed um, uh, Joe because they didn't want him to go anywhere else because of health reasons, you know, because they didn't want him to, you know, uh, because he was already hurt already as it is. So, but then to do that thing with uh, uh, Hardy, it makes almost sense where, okay, well, we can push the angle where it looks like Joe is going to fight Cross, but at the end of the day, they're going to make it be Jeff Hardy since he beat him in that in that manner with the feet on uh, it because I, it wasn't like they it wasn't like they uh uh it wasn't like a clean win on cross like okay we're gonna tap out you're gonna get pinned no it like I said he put the feet on the rope so it was a dastardly uh type way of winning so I can see that of them bringing Hardy down to uh um uh, there, just to give Cross some more people to work with as well. I, I don't see it because of a cro- because of Cross's comment after the match. He pretty much said you're a dead man. So I think that storyline staying on Raw. You're not, Vince isn't going to have Vince doesn't. I, I'm not saying he doesn't, but he hasn't. Well, really brought the, the other thing is the other thing is I don't know. The other thing is, I don't know how true it is, but I saw, I was reading something where they were saying that Samoa Joe has been cleared for quite a while now. It has been. Vince just didn't have anything for him. Like, here's the thing. Right, right. You could have him wrestle, but with what? Like, you had COVID hit. Everything was shut down. You know, Keith Lee stayed off the main, off the TV for no one knows what reasons. I don't think it was a no. COVID thing. I th- I don't think it was an injury. I think there was a creative problem back there. For the love of God, Alistair Black, Mikhail, uh, whatever you want to, whatever you want to, Malachi, Malachi Black, Tommy Gunn has outed <laughs> WWE about it, flat out saying NXT guys stay in NXT because Tommy Gunn was in have, Rocky. You have nothing. They have nothing for you. Ninety percent of the time, you sit backstage and do nothing. You know why you have nothing, and I'm not taking a shot at him, but I'm going to. You know why you have nothing is because you came up with nothing. You are doing something that Taker has already done, and I'm a big and I'm a big fan of the guy. I think he's an outstanding talent, but it got stale after a while. You came up laying down like this. You stood up. You walked out. You walked down the ring. You did the same stuff because that's what Vince wanted you to. But you never really kind of pushed yourself above the boundaries to keep Vince intrigued. They keep pushing you to the top. People are mad about, you know, the superhero gimmick and, and things like that. But you know what? She came up with something on her own, and it sticks Exactly. And now, and now she's a champion. And like Chia fr- you know, said, it's kid-friendly. It, it, it's great. It works. Kids can look up to it. Again, it's not really – It's not well, that that's a bonus, but it's not that. And, and we've all said it in our chat group. And I've heard it from multiple guys that have worked for WWE and worked for these bigger companies. When Sammy Callahan was down in NXT, they asked him to come up with a name multiple times, and he couldn't come up with it. And he looked at them all going, what the hell do you want me to do if you keep telling me my ideas are not good enough? That's the point. To keep coming up with ideas to make yourself relevant. 
if you can't give your get yourself more relevant, then you have nothing. Samoa Joe is a phenomenal and a killer instinct wrestler. I will never take that away from him. I enjoy every time he's in a ring. But I on, have on, on Raw I and have SmackDown, another, it was Dale. I have another Karrion Cross theory. Uh, during the promo on uh, NXT when uh, he was talking to Joe uh, after he laid out William Regal at the end of the show before Joe came running out, he mentioned that that um, he has the NXT title. It gives him um, uh, the ability to go on to walk on any show he wants. So, with that being said, from him putting that out there, do you think he's just gonna go not like Raw, SmackDown, the UK, just hit every show and just you know make him that kind of champion where he's just gonna walk on any show and like maybe go after eventually go go after the big dogs on uh, the chance on every that's show. true because he did kind of uh, hint he can go anywhere look he can but in my opinion unfortunately vince mcmahon took some credibility away from him with that loss to jeff hardy yes his feet were on the ropes i get it but you were built and and the, and everybody's seeing all these other guys from nxt like finn Balor's and all them are pissed off about this you know that you, they, all these guys had a part to make this guy as big and as evil and as bad as he is. That's like taking Walter, right, and debuting him on the main roster, and have him get beat by Spike Dudley. <laughs> kind of like the same. Walter debuted <laughs> on Royal Rumble and then got tossed out, and then everybody was booing. Oh, I would boo. That's, that's yeah. the point. Like you take the credibility. Away. You're taking credibility. From what you're building them to be, yes, sometimes you have to take credibility away. When Brock Lesnar lost, that was his, you know, he lost a little bit of steam and then he got it back. When Undertaker lost to freaking Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, everybody was like, oh God, that's it. He's done. He's never coming back. And then he came back. Not as much steam as you would have thought of, but he came back. It doesn't matter when you lose. It's how you get him back to where you need him to be. He lost to Jeff Hardy, which is Jeff Hardy is a former champion. He didn't lose to somebody that was a nobody. That that's, they didn't that, do. That's, that's that's the give and take on that. It's, it's like but, we knew. Yeah. We we knew. Okay, me personally, I said okay. He's facing Jeff Hardy. So whether he wins, I thought he was going to go over. I said he's going to mark his stamp. I just beat a former world champion. Yep. That did not happen. No. So Jeff took over and then boom, we're here. Yeah. Like we're there. Like I'm in, I'm I'm hoping they they I'm waiting for the swerve. I really am. I know there's stuff gonna happen. Like where is he gonna go next? He, he's gonna probably show up on SmackDown now, but they made it as if it was his raw debut. I don't think they should have announced that it was gonna be his raw debut. I think he should have just been like you know, Jeff Hardy goes out there and he's being interviewed, and that, and then they go, you know, hey, by the way, you know, we're hearing in the words that there's actually you're gonna actually have a match right now, and Jeff Hardy kind of looking surprised, and next thing you know is, bam, yes, a lot of us smart wrestlers and fans would have figured it out that was who it was gonna be, but that surprise factor would have been really or not would have been nicer to see it that way than, hey. Carrying across as Ferris and Jeff Hardy. Why? Don't give me the way. Let me let me wonder who you're facing them. 
because they, I, I love those surprises. Like, again, I bring up AEW for this. For the fact that Nick Gage magically is on AEW right now, I am proud and happy to see Nick Gage getting a TV opportunity for a major TV promotion. The dude did wrong. He paid his dues. He's paid his time. He's done the punishment. He's still living that punishment. He's trying to earn his stripes and, and show people you can turn – you can, you might go down the wrong way, but you can always overcome it and go back another way and make good on it. You know, so I'm happy for Nick Gage, and I'm hoping. Well, let's be real, it's him versus Jericho, and it's gonna be a great fucking match. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Jericho. Jericho is gonna make that match everything you could possibly think of in a, in whatever time frame they gave him. But it's a no holds bar. There's no rules. You're going up against a guy that really did stab someone in the throat. And the juggler down the house you, with that match. You know, you really are going up against the guy that really did rob a bank and didn't have a face mask on and just did not give a shit. So, are you going in the ring with one of the most dangerous guys in professional wrestling, Chris Jericho? Yes, you are. Yes, but he's no he's no new Jack. Okay, <laughs> he's no he's no new Jack. He's the second coming of New Jack, but he's no new Jack. I would be more scared. I would be scared to get in the ring with either one of them. Um. Unfortunately, no. As we know, New Jack passed away, so I'll never get that opportunity. Was Will I ever get in the ring with Nick Gage? Hell no. That's the thing I would say. No. To. no. Do I? Would I trust? Would I? What trust about Nick Jericho? Gage? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, fuck yeah. Uh, so that was. Me. That's not even a loaded. You know, you were almost as dumb as Chucky on that question. Man. Yeah. Speaking on Nick Gage, like that's. That's a man, yeah, he has his demons, whatever. But that's a man that truly loves professional wrestling. Like, if you're ever at a show with him, like, you come through that curtain, he's going to tell you, good match, man. Like, yo, MDK for life, like, he actually says that consistently. But He does. Uh, he does. And, like, he will, he's, hope, he's, like, always your hype man when you come through that curtain. And he, you could have a bad match and he'll still sit there and pick you up. Like, Nick Gage is an on-scene hero in professional wrestling. Like I said, he might have his demons, he might have his past, but that man loves professional wrestling, and like somebody like that is needed in each and every locker room. And it's a shame that there's not more like that. But you know, Nick Gage is one like one person that will never be remade again. Like that's a one and only person. Like there's not never going to be another Nick Gage. Like. No, inside the ring, outside the ring, whatever it may be, like he is truly something special. All right, so the big topic, okay, we're gonna we're gonna switch the roles now. You know, we've we've touched top, we've touched on every big topic that's going on in the past seven days. That that's that's the best the best part. So now we have some opinions here. I gotta find the post. There it is. We brought it up with Ryan Vox in the room. Um, we posted in our private chat group for Devro Sports. So there was a Facebook page called the Pro Wrestling Lounge. If you're not a fan of Pro Wrestling Lounge, please go on Facebook, Pro Wrestling Lounge. Um, it's all about wrestling. They randomly post questions. People ask random things. Some of the, some are stupid. Some are great. Um, but all in all, it's a good, fun time on that Facebook page. Again, I did not get asked to plug that. I'm just going to randomly plug crap throughout the day, night. So someone goes, answer this the best way you can. And I know how how you all, y'all are. 
I've been talking for most for almost six and a half months, seven years. Now read this carefully. So I'm going to read this question very, very carefully. I want you to think about your answers. 2013, you had Rock versus the Punk versus CM Punk. In 2021, you had Cena versus Roman Reigns. Think about both situations. Are they similar? Yes or no? So when I posted this in the group chat, Chio hit me on the top of the head adding somebody. Now, we've had Goldberg come back twice. I think twice for title shots. We have Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. You've had now Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Now, the reason they have Rock and Cena is because they both left WWE to go to do movies, okay? Right. Punk at the time when Rock came back was the hottest thing in WWE had going for him. Ever since that pipe bomb, that was it. Roman <laughs> Reigns is now one of the hottest things they have in WWE because the fans hate him. And he's finally doing what he does best. And that is letting him be creative. I think Roman right now is the best thing they have. Um, your thoughts. Do you think their scenarios are similar? Or are they totally opposite? Totally opposite. Totally okay. opposite. You know why? Why? It's John Cena versus John Cena. That's what it is. It's not John Cena. <laughs> it is, it is not... Uh, CM Punk versus The Rock is John Cena versus John Cena. You have two of the most polarific people ever to grace WWE. The two boo boo yeah, two top boo yay people going against each other. It's John Cena versus John Cena. That's what it is. Question is, is it John Cena 2.0 that's going to win? Or is it going to be old school John Cena? I frankly don't care which way they put it. But that's exactly how it feels to me. It's Cena even put it said it himself on a promo. He spat every he they boo you, they hate you, and this is coming from me. Yeah, exactly. This is he said from it. me. The guy that gets booed and cheered and booed and cheered. So it's basically Cena versus Cena. That's all it is in a whole different standard. Okay, that's fair. Uh for me, Dylan? I'm gonna say uh it is similar in a way because I feel like this is the way of like, uh, like the Rock passed passed the torch to uh, CM Punk at that time. Like you're the man right now. Now it's Cena coming back to pass the torch to Reigns. Like you're the man. Like you're gonna be the reason for you know viewership or whatever it may be. So I think it's similar in that aspect of like the fan viewership and things like that. But it's also very different. And like the Rock was also much older when he came back. Uh, and Cena, you know, he's still very young, so I don't know. Uh, but I, I say it's similar in the aspect of viewership. Okay. Mike? Yeah, uh, well, I kind of agree uh, with, right, I, it is kind of like Cena versus Cena because they both get the same reaction of booze and kind of like that. But I think Reigns is actually... Uh, as you said, is getting uh, the reaction that every either he wants as a heel, like everybody hating him, wants to see him go down. Uh, we know that that's not going to happen. We know that Roman Reigns is going to go over. At least that's what I'm pretty sure they're going to keep him as head of the table. Yeah, so. Who knows on that one? So, 
Chio, do you have an opinion on this one? I know you can't see Chio, but he is in, does have earpieces on and a microphone. I am in the control room, which I can where it basically is I'm just sitting right across from the two knuckleheads at the table. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what's I got, your thoughts on this one, Chio? Uh, I don't see it as a pass into the torch or anything like that. Cena's just back. He came back from Hollywood, and he's just Vince's golden boy. He's his golden goose like how Hogan was in the 80s and the early 90s and stuff like that. Um, think about it. Hogan went away. He did uh, No Hose Barred and stuff like that. And, you know, then he was doing other TV shows. Um uh, he had guest appearances on uh, the A team and stuff plenty of times and this and that. So I I, I just see he's just uh, rehashing what Hogan did back in the in 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 the eighties. You know that's all it is. It's just you know he he's just a golden goose right now. Yep. Uh, I, I I really don't see it being uh you know superstar coming back from Hollywood and it's supposed to be a big limelight type battle that uh which if they were going to do all that they would uh you know do it for mania with him coming back so soon like this i don't think it's going to happen i think i think they could have hyped it where he might be coming back or they could have saved it where he was the surprise entrant in the royal rumble win the rumble and then do mania I can see that being the whole, you know, the whole thing, the shit they did before in the past. I I understand that. So, I don't think they're similar at all. And here's why. You had Rock versus Punk, okay? Punk being the hottest guy on the business. He was drop. He was, he kept dropping the hints that he, you know, there is nobody in WWE past, present, or future that could beat him. Hear the Rock's music. Made it pretty clear that's who he wanted. Then when The Rock came back, Punk made it pretty clear that he wasn't welcome. Because Mr. I'm Hollywood left the WWE. He did exactly what John Cena did before. You know, he kept calling out The Rock. Kept calling out The Rock. Like, where's The Rock? Finally, he got that match at WrestleMania, which, in my opinion, live up to its par. I wasn't very. I, I was there for it, and I wasn't left to be going. Oh my god, that was phenomenal! I knew. I already knew. I already had a feeling the Rock was winning because it was in Miami, and that's exactly what <laughs> went down. Um, we all knew when the Rock came back, he was beating CM Punk. It was. It, it, the writing was in the sand for that match. This is the only time to where I will say Roman Reigns is winning, and he's going to keep winning. Until it's time for The Rock to come back to face him. That is when the torch will be passed. It's not going to be passed by John Cena to the Roman Reigns. Because John Cena doesn't... Yes, he has that torch. But the way it's going to go down is to, like we've all said, how that match needed to happen at WrestleMania. And having the entire family up on that stage for that moment. Yep. John, Cena's come, John Cena's back because, one, he has a movie coming out, okay? <laughs> That's for one. Two, he's going to go film another movie. People are mad that he's back, okay? They really are. They're really upset that he's back. But why? Why are you mad? You have one of the most over-wrestlers with the generation of of fans today on TV now. Vince had to pull shit out of his ass 
to get the viewers to go through the roof. So he did. Yep. He John yes, Cena's he back. Did. People are mad that John Cena's back. Why? Because you don't like him. He doesn't fit your your status quo when he's back. I think John Cena is a phenomenal wrestler. I think he's a great entertainer. Mr. Pat, Mr. Uh, Gobbler, you can kiss my rear because apparently he doesn't do anything for you. But he's not there for you. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not there for you. John Cena is there to do what Vince McMahon is needed, and that is to help Roman Reigns be that guy. Right. Take over. John, over. Cena's, John Cena's not going to be wrestling for that many more years. John Cena's back, yes. He says he's not going to go anywhere soon. John, you have another movie you need to film. You have yeah, to leave exactly. it. And I'm not knocking for it. Hey, listen. Anybody that can go from wrestling to movies and make millions on it, I tip my hat to you. You're doing what you got to do. Um, but, I, I, you know, that's how I feel about it. Like, the whole Goldberg thing, I just don't care about it. I won't lie. I don't think Goldberg coming back, We all, <laughs> I feel like Bobby Lash is going to win, hands down. Um, that, that, that I think they should say that, that is such Keith a gift. Lee instead of Goldberg. Like, Keith Lee should have been the hype up to Lashley. Like, instead of having Keith Lee come out and jump out or whatever, work Monday, he should have been the hype up screaming, I'm next instead of Goldberg. That was, Honestly, again, right. I'm not I'm not mad that Goldberg's back to face Bobby Lashley because let, I'm going to say this before we go into a new segue because um, um, I'm getting yelled in the ear like uh, if Vince McMahon was yelling at me. I look at it as you have Brock, you have Bobby Lashley that has – there's nobody really on Raw's roster besides Keith Lee that's back and he lost to go against Bobby Lashley. That's why you have Goldberg. Roman Reigns literally is going. They're giving Roman Reigns everybody, and he he's beating. So you give him John Cena, which makes sense. In my opinion, it's money, and it makes sense. You got to give him people that you don't see on TV religiously no more. From my Twitter fingers, um, and I read stuff, you know, read people's comments and things. It's they want Lashley versus Brock. That's what they want. They want Lashley versus Brock. Um. As for Cena and Reigns, I think Cena's going to come in and got 17 under wrap. But he's going to lose it right back to Roman. He's going to break flares and lose it to Roman. And that's what I'm all with what you're saying because I I thought that was going to be it with The Rock and who's the head of the table. You know what I mean? That because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants that match, the head of the table match, because they all know through the bloodlines, and that's the match that everybody wants. And hopefully, yes, we, 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 we all get it want it. Like we, all, all fans want that. Like, and if a fan tells you no, slap them beside the bed, back of the head, throw them into the river, <laughs> throw them into a dumpster, do something violent. No, I'm joking. Don't do anything violent, people. My God, you weird. <laughs> you know what, guys? Uh, speaking but we of, segue in, uh, we got. I was about to get to it. I was going to it, Chio. I was, I was gonna say, speaking of head of the table, I was getting it. I was going. Now you killing me. Go ahead. I'll let you take it. Go ahead. So, run it. So listen, throwing people and doing things and beating them over the head, Mike. It is all your time, buddy. So oh yeah, yeah. So you know what? Let let me let me uh, start by saying to those two guys that uh, 
you know, when people listen to Devro Sports, they want to hear sports, not amateur hour. Okay. Two. <laughs> Chucky cheesesteak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen him eat a cheesesteak. Well, I'm sure he's not vegan. My God. And for Pat over there, they're talking the trash. The the go- you know, it's pretty bad when your highlight and base your baseball highlight that you say on the show is against your aunt against <laughs> it wasn't even a baseball. It was a shuttlecock that they used in Batman and he didn't even run bases. But he acts like he's like the David Ortiz of the show like that was that's your highlight. You had an home run off your aunt, and it wasn't even legit baseball. Uh, come on, guy. <laughs> so T and we are a, real quick, Mike. We are a brand show. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. D, D and Dylan. Uh, D and Dylan. Listen. So his uh, his one brother decided, like we said in the beginning of the show, decided to take a shot at us because Chio Chukish. It's calling this the best Bernard brother out of the group. So his brother, he's the the real Bernard. Okay, the real Bernard out of the family. So his brother Chucky decided to take a shot at us all on Devereux Sports on one of their episodes. So this is one of those. If you want to play, if you want to feel froggy, y'all jump because we will all jump. You know exactly. Dylan, you're still you're no you're not as froggy as all of us, but we are all froggy. Like, listen, I love all of our Dever sports guys. Like, don't get me wrong, it's all love and fun. We're all pick, picking on each other, <laughs> but absolutely don't call yourself the A show when you're not the A show because we are all one part of we are all part of one show and one brand. So exactly. With that being said. We're all the A-shows. We all have our own stuff to talk about. We have our own spots and segments. But if we're going to go down that road, I will make it my mission to make this show, not just the A-show, but the show on every show. Ooh, that rhymed and sounded good, too. And that was just off the top of my tongue. That sounded great. He did freestyling. Yeah. He got bars. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. freestyling and profiling. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's the alcohol that made me sound smarter. But <laughs> oh, oh yeah, people, people out there, if you want to represent Breakfast and Body Slams to the fullest, check it out. Go on to BodySlams.pro. Click on the merchandise page where. Uh, we actually have two merchandise pages on there. There's a uh, link one and link two. Uh, go to shop number two. Go to shop number two. You can get two different designs of breakfast and body slams off that off that page there of two different kind of shirts. Uh, How sweet is mugs. that? I believe we got mugs and some other stuff on there too as well. So yeah, uh, breakfast and body slams, the prime show of Devereaux Sports. Ha ha! That's right. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know what? Everyone, thank you for coming on. I'm gonna thank uh Ryan Vox once again for being here. Dylan, the wallflower who didn't have much to say tonight. He's just sitting there like a schmuck, but we love you, Dilly. <laughs> He's gonna be at Hamburg too. 
so everyone can go out there and get his autograph, shake his hand, smack him on the ass, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that might man, be sexual harassment yeah. if you or assault if you Let's hit him say. on the ass. My man, my man T Ray is holding it down for me. me at N Y R D G High Guy. <laughs> That's H I G U Y Twitter. My tag knocks his fuck there. Okay, <laughs> my tag team partner extraordinaire on the ones and twos on the mic, just killing it freestyle because he got bars. MC Dennis Reaper. Down at the bottom, there you can see him at the bottom of the screen holding it down. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. And, 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 and last... God, if anybody starts yes. calling me MC Reaper, I'm kicking you in straight uh, in the hey. <laughs> And last, and last, and not least, and last and not least, the the better Bernard. That's right, the better That's right. Bernard. Uh huh. The, right here. The Saint Bernard, Mikey. That's right. Uh, and, I, and I'm a chill for all, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, I just saw my man, Anthony Blackwell, jump in the room. Sorry, Anthony, I didn't get you on. But, yo, people, check out uh, Tornado Tag Podcast every Friday night at at 9 p.m. And, um, and there's a rumor. And there's a rumor that it's just possible tomorrow night they might be live in the Hamburg Fieldhouse the day before the actual show. But like I said, it's just rumor. It's a hit or miss. I don't know. We're not sure. But yeah, make sure you tune in to Tornado Tag Podcast at 9 p.m. Also want to give a shout out to our homeboys, our friends across the way. Uh, Sweet Tea Referee Dave Keener and D.B. Richards at the 23... 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Uh, and like I said, uh, get your tickets, legendsofhamburg.com. You can get the combo tickets for only $20 for for the Fan Fest as well as Outbreak Wrestling. Uh, next week, next week, we will have Shane Fear back here on the show as we will discuss Basketball 2021. Well, yeah, 2021. <laughs> uh but yeah, you. Um, as far as basketball goes, just give me a second, people. I'm 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 trying to get off the show, but I got to give him a shout out though. Yeah, uh, it's it's at the YMCA in, on Sawmill Road in Trenton, New Jersey. Game time is 2 p.m. And matter of fact, if you want tickets, you can go to Eventbrite.com, and if you can't make it, go to GoFundMe.com. Keyword search, basketball 2021. And also, one more, one more. The man, Dennis Reaper, I know what you're going to say. Plug it, brother. Plug it. Every week, I'm going to plug it. So, this starting, I uh, started this month all the way to the end of September. If you go to greatcyclechallenge.com, writer slash Dennis Brandow, that is my legit last name. Shoot. Oh, crap. Um, I'm riding. I'm riding. Um, riding a bike for charity. I'm riding 600 miles from September, the beginning of September to the end, um, and I'm raising funds for childhood cancer because literally, kids die every day from childhood cancer. Adults die from childhood can- uh, from cancer. Um, it's not fun. It's not pleasant. So I have pledged to raise $2,500 this year. Last year I hit my money goal and I hit my miles. On top of destroying my shoulder on the last day, I fell off my bike. Uh, tore, tore a muscle in my rotator cup 
and still finish the miles riding um, because when it comes to those kids, everything counts. So if you can go to www.greatcyclechallenge.com slash rider slash Dennis Brandow, every dollar counts. I appreciate it. Um, on Saturday, I will be at the uh, Legends of Hamburg Fieldhouse as well for Legends of Hamburg. Every photo I have is $20, but half of that money goes right to charity. I will have a QR reader. You can click right on it. Bam, send $10, and uh, you can give me the rest. If not, you can just give the $20 of that, and I'll give you a photo right there on the spot. You don't have to give me any money. Um, so big things, big things, as well as we will I, – I, I was going to tell you, Chio, but we're going to do a special uh, Brexit Body Slam Saturday at 10 a.m., I'm just saying. Oh. Oh, okay. Hmm? Yeah. Bam! Bam! Look, Yo, we're going to be at the Legends of Hamburg. Think... We're a podcast. You, you know, you know, Pat, we got to up our pay for all of us here because, you know, uh, I think we're putting <laughs> See, out a I, I think for the short time that uh, we've been here, we've been putting out more con, a little bit more content now. Slowly. Well, that's why we're the prime show. We, we started to put up more content. Let's be real. The other Devo sports guys do it weekly. We yeah, yeah. Now we do it weekly. But now yeah, we're but, doing it more than twice a month. But actually, actually, we're getting a, uh, uh, we're getting longer time frame too for just our show alone. Now look, we're at two hours right now. We are, but yeah, that so. is my bedtime. <laughs> it is my it is thirteen but, minutes. Yeah, it is. We all gotta get. Well, actually, you know what? I don't gotta get up tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. Thank God. Same here, brother. Woo! <laughs> this one's for Mikey. That one's for Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> still a singer just sitting there. Here's hey, the hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I got, I got two more for you. Dylan ain't got to get up tomorrow. And T ain't got to get up tomorrow, by the way. I can't do that. That's a PG show. I can't okay. show that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's triple X for you, Ish, right there. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Another great night. Next week, like I said, we got Shane Fear here. Once again, Dylan, T, Mikey, Dennis, myself, Chio. Once again, thank you, Ryan Vox, for coming on. Uh, we'll see you all next week here on Thursday Night Slam. And one more time, if you don't know what Outbreak is, this is Outbreak. <laughs>